Hey, thank you for joining us. This is Talk Namaste, and I'm Lonnie Renee, here with Paige and Elizabeth on September 13th for a podcast on spirituality versus religion. And if you joined us for our first podcast, thank you for listening again. Thank you for the beautiful messages we received. And if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. And thank you for letting us share the magic with you. Yes, it was wonderful to hear from everyone. Thank you. And hopefully we'll have a guest or two on the next podcast. But today it's me and Patience talking about spirituality and religion. So how would we define, let's start with religion. How would we define religion? I would define religion as a collective experience of a belief based on rules. And authority. Yes. <laughs> and dogma. Yes. And let's just say we've both been religious. Yes. And we grew up in religions. Yes. I Catholic. And I was Mormon. So we have an understanding of a religious way of thinking or community and, upbringing. And what was your experience of religion? Being Catholic, um, I would say experience is definitely a good way of expressing it versus my understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> being Catholic, I was told what to do, right? It was, we were told to go to church on Sunday. We were expected to be good people. I think my, my thought was if I was Catholic... I was supposed to be a good person, and I was supposed to do these things. What's interesting is it never blended into my life and how I really was. For example, and I went to Catholic schools, so it was, um, there was a forced sense of being religious, right? You had to be religious. But outside of school or outside of church, I wouldn't call myself a good Catholic girl, <laughs> just in the words that came out of my mouth. Right. Um, so there was rebellion. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Right? You'd go to church, you'd be good, you'd put on your fancy little clothes, and then I would be playing in front of the house saying fuck all the time. <laughs> so how is that? Right. So religion was kind of something we did, right? Like we went to church, we attended the functions, we did the classes, we, but it wasn't who we are or right. who we were in our world. Right. It was just an activity. Expectations. Right. You yeah. Know? I think of being baptized and you're baptized when you're a young kid and I've often wondered well, what if that little baby was looking at everybody saying, I'm Jewish, not Catholic, <laughs> right? So we are expected to be a certain way because that's the world we were raised in. But it may not have been true to our individual soul. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's part of um, the legacy, right? One of the things that we always heard um, and part of the Mormon religion is that, you know, if you raise your children that way, they will eventually come back even if they fall away because right. it's what they were given. 
And so it's what they will fall back on. And so as a parent, it's your job to make sure that you're getting them in so that even if there's battle or struggle at some point, they'll eventually come back because it's what they've always known. Right, right. And if we go back to the history of religion, um, even though my days of studying world religions was in college, so that was quite a while ago, um, but it's interesting, my personal belief about the history of religion is that it was started to help people um, gather people to keep them away from the dark energies that someone (laughs) knew about. Right. Right. And so this can go back to King Solomon. It can go back to the, the Egyptian times. But what's interesting is a lot of people are born into religion or seek religion and, um, are dedicated to religions, not really knowing why they're a part of this religious community. Yeah, for sure. And I think the purpose the religion served hundreds, thousands of years ago in a totally different kind of lifestyle, a different world, it served a very different purpose. Right. Right. And, you know, the teaching of if you come together, you're stronger right is true and we can protect more people if they're all gathered at say 9 a.m on a sunday right but the people who were gathered at 9 a.m on a sunday had no idea truly why this church was bringing them together and what forces they may have been protecting them from so that that's the dogma right and religion still exists today right i mean it's quite (laughs) but there's been some metamorphosis Yes. Right? So, you know, in terms of this religion to spirituality, spirituality is this sort of big word, you know. And possibly a new religion. Possibly. Created by the new age. Right. So how did we get to this transition? Right. So if you go back to the new age world, which started, let's just say, 250 years ago, with great minds, great thinkers, great seekers who we would call spiritual scientists like Rudolf Steiner they started a wave they introduced knowledge right metaphysical spiritual religious knowledge so these were religious people I think of um Ryder Waite who started the tarot deck right he was a devoted Mm -hmm. Catholic And, excuse me, so you had intelligent religious people, men, interesting, should have, I'm sure there were women, we just don't know about them. Right. Who wanted to scientifically go into a place of religion, started the new age world. So they're basically saying, if you're religious, if you believe in God or other things <clears throat> that are divine. Here's why. Here's the study. Here's what we know. Right. So it was like, okay, the religion, the way we've been doing it, isn't serving us anymore as we're changing. So here we're going to shift what we're doing. We're going right. to teach you about the reason why these things Thanks. are. Versus preach. Right. Instead of preaching to us, the New Age world started teaching us. And what, 
has been the result of this new age knowledge phenomenon. phenomenon. Yeah. yeah. You have all of this knowledge, wisdom, even tools where you might have had the Bible. Now you have tarot decks and crystals and pendulums and you have all these amazing tools to work with. But there's still something missing. So the New Age world pulled people out of the religious world, though it's still religious, or about God or heaven or angels. But there's still something missing. You have a collectiveness in religion. You have the knowledge in New Age. But where's the personal accountability or responsibility to do something with it. What are you going to do with this knowledge? Right. What what happens next? Right. Right, which was definitely my experience, right? And in, in my experience of religion in the collective was one of judgment and scrutiny mm-hmm. of are you doing it right? Are you doing it the way that we're being told? Are you doing what we're expecting of you, at least when we're watching you, right? And then into the new age knowledge of, okay, this information is amazing. It's fabulous. It's wonderful. I still have no idea what to do with it. Right. Right. I think of confession. <clears throat> I, was all, I was very Kabbalistic as a Catholic, I would say, and that I was questioning everything. We'd go to confession. I'd be like, why don't we just stop doing these bad things? Right. right. So the New Age world would give us this knowledge of, <clears throat> sorry, I don't know why. <laughs> I have a frog in my throat. <laughs> um, namaste, queen, to all the queens out there. Um, so right. confess your sins, but don't learn how to stop sinning. Right. That's where spirituality comes in. So spirituality is a personal way of being religious. Now, that might be old school, so let's bring it forward. Right. Or being conscious, seeking enlightenment. Right. Bettering oneself. I think they call it personal development. Right. (laughs) Right? But in metaphysics, it would be self-mastery. Right. And there's the accountability, the responsibility, the devotion, the dedication, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. The things that most people don't want to apply. Right. It's the difference of doing versus being. Absolutely. And you have to do to be. Right. To become. So spirituality, when it's entertaining or it becomes a religion, like let's say you go to your drum circle every month or you go to your gong bath, right? All these wonderful things, but it's just like a religion. You're going and you're filling your cup up, but you're not doing the work. When you leave the circle, you just go back to doing and being how you always are right? in your everyday life. Right. Not ending the sin, not up-leveling Getting a hit, day. a download, realizing something needs to end, something needs to begin. Uh, we're not applying it. Right. And we need to apply it. That's why we seek out spiritual ways to improve our thinking, how we feel, how we live, who we are as parents, as people, as lovers, etc. So um, it's interesting as a spiritualist. I mean, we're both spiritualists. Right. 
I feel you think of how many people are religious, how many people are spiritual versus maybe an atheist. There is a human need for the divine. Yet we all, most of humankind has a desire to understand um, the greater good, the higher powers. Absolutely. So it's there. I mean, it's obvious that we have this need. It's just how many people are connecting that need to whatever they're experiencing spiritually or religiously. Right. To the the outcome of what we would say is the great work or the transformation. Right. The alchemy. Who are you if if I was a Catholic, then I became a spiritualist, fortunate enough to to live as an alchemist, shifting and becoming and evolving but facing and battling myself every day right so boy that's a lot isn't it It, yeah it's huge it's so much so you know where where do we go so religion was kind of created right to support humankind and to bring in what's a power a divine power right and there's sort of this idea, and we brought it up last time that we were going to touch on this, like angels versus demons, mm-hmm. which I think is how originally, way back, the energies would have been described. Um, the talk ancient. a little bit about angels and demons. Yeah. So angels and demons, I would say, is the pre-religion language. I think it's why religion started. So there was some... Um, awareness of dark energies and so you create the temple to bring the people in to bring in the light energies the divine energies they started talking about god Um, then angels were right who people would pray to or call upon for help well why would they do that if there wasn't dark energies or demons (laughs) in um in the picture so I love the the topic of angels and demons or good and bad, which um, I think and hope everybody could relate to. But if we take it to today, it's light versus dark. It's the same thing. Right. It's just the modern language. So I would say religion uses angels versus demons and spirituality uses light versus dark. And as an alchemist, I I would think alchemy would say being good versus being bad. Right. So it again, it takes it from this like external collective to the personal. So when we're talking about angels and demons, light versus dark, good versus bad, where would we say those energies are coming from? What's creating that force? Right. That's a loaded question, <laughs> right? So well, leave it to me to go. Right. There. Okay. So I think of the micro and the macro. Right. Okay. So out there, if we believe there is a God or something good or a higher power, there is the opposite, duality, balance. So if there's a higher God, there's a lower God. Um, so let's just start there. Out there, there are two energies always trying to find balance and maybe possibly battling. 
So within the micro, within each of us, we have the same dynamic, a good tendency and a bad tendency. This would be us finding our, our stillness in meditation, but then maybe getting angry when we're driving in traffic or, right? So we have that inner battle, that inner conflict. I think humans can be angelic and I think humans can be demonic. And we see that every day in the world, an act of kindness and a tragic event. Somebody on drugs kills somebody while driving. Like, it, it's there. Right. It's everywhere. So address because I know a lot of our listeners are going to be from the New Age metaphysical background and um, teachings like A Course in Miracles and some of the modern um, spiritualists that are out there would say that the universe itself doesn't have a judgment of good or bad. And I would (laughs) challenge. Well, that's what I'm asking you to, like, you know, if given that perspective and, and your your perspective is different than that. So how, how would you explain what they're saying versus what you're saying? As in the judgment of being good and being bad? Or just in terms of the greater macro, mm-hmm. you know, in the world that we experience when we're experiencing demons or demonic energies or darkness or our badness, where is, who is creating that? both levels of existence so think of it as will there's the will of god that we would all maybe try to define but we really can't then there's the will of nature and i mean dorian right perfect example let's just say nature going counterclockwise Mm -hmm. versus a beautiful day at the beach 75 degree nature going clockwise comes down to the human free will so when our will is going clockwise we're in alignment with nature little example you won't litter in alignment with god you know that you have a need to maybe pray or reflect every day but humans can also go counterclockwise right Mm -hmm. and so they're going to destroy the earth and then the 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 ways of nature on the earth start to get a little bit Um, disgruntled (laughs) and we have natural disasters a lot of people might not think we're a part of that but we are everything is connected to everything so we do have a responsibility but we're not focused on that human beings are not focused on the bigger picture and the outer energies whether it's nature or divine so I don't know if that answers your question but it comes back to free will Right, which then comes back to how do we up, use our will to up-level ourselves. Absolutely. We used to use religion, metaphysics, spirituality. spirituality, new age. These are the ways in which we are trying to align ourselves right. correctly. Right. Religion wasn't working. It still exists, and there's a lot of people who utilize it, but out of a group of people not 
having religion serve them created the new age and then now to spirituality, spirituality. which still sort of has its issues. It's and there. It's it's opened the door. It's lifted the veil. Right. Right. So and then comes to this personal piece. Which I would call alchemy. Right? Which is? True spirituality in motion with personal results with the benefit of the I am discovering the I am. Right. Who we are, what we are, why we're here, et cetera. And, and it's hard to be an alchemist, isn't it, in a world where most people are not asking that question. They're still falling into a, a religious format because of their need of the divine, but not realizing their personal peace within the need of the divine, which might be, who, who are you? Well, it's hard work. It's hard work. Right? It's hard work. And it requires a level of dedication to create transformation, right? Change right. is not easy. And it's, as we're going to get into next time as we talk about our wheels, which is these patterns that we run, it's easy to just stay in the pattern. Yes. It's much harder to step out, do the work every day, focus have the accountability in order to create what alchemy is all about, which is transformation, which is what we call magic. Yes. And I think it will also take a community the way religion has had a community. The community of alchemists is what we call the Great White Brotherhood and Sisterhood of Light, which for hundreds if not thousands of years has been identified as above Right? It's this great white brotherhood and sisterhood of light above. It's a, it's a divine, celestial, etheric brotherhood. But what we need, just like there are Christians and Jews and Mormons and Hindus, we need that community of alchemists here, which then gives each of us who are truly dedicated to self-mastery. Mm-hmm. And that's a subject too. Why would you want to be self-mastered? Right. Right. But it is hard when we're doing it on our own versus if we had this collective, supportive, nurturing temple, church, gathering space to come together and say, hey, we're not alone while we're doing this work. Right. It's always better if we can have support in it. But the integrity of that comes from each individual maintaining their own personal work. Yes. So maybe that's, you know, just something to put out there for anybody who's listening is to look back and reflect on your religion and what you gain from it. For example, I loved the sanctity and all of the sacred objects in a Catholic church from here to Ireland, the churches that I've been in always took my breath away. By the way, a lot of those churches are just riddled with sacred geometries and metaphysical symbols. Right. It's all in there, right? The the lines of the knowledge of the truth of the deep understanding is present through everything. Absolutely. And reverence is needed in our world today. Um, Then maybe, you know, reflect too on the New Age world and how and when, whether it was a book, Deepak Chopra was probably my first New Age experience, I think Perfect Health, way back when. Um, But 
when did you, when was your new age moment? When was your awakening? And how did that lead you to your spirituality? Well, for me, it was when I moved from my father's house to my mother's house from Oregon to Colorado. And I went into a metaphysical store. um, And one of my mother's friends was a psychic and um, was introduced to the tarot. And that was my doorway in. So think about how important those doorways are. because. There aren't a lot of great metaphysical stores and shops and avenues. That's the other thing is if you go in ignorantly, right? you, you may not find what you're looking for. And so it'd be so amazing to have that, that path working or those few questions, you know, maybe in the fifth grade, <laughs> just right. to be able to, you know, within those few answers, maybe you should go down this way with your spirituality, right? Is it shamanism? Is it Kabbalah? Is it astrology? Just to, to better help people find their way. And I always say, if you can look back on your new age um, path, right? What, what did it consist of? And if it was psychic readings, look at psychic development, right? If you were getting Reiki, look at learning healing modalities, but take it to the next level. Wherever you're at, take it to the next level. And know that religion is defined as worship. So if we are to be spiritual beings, we're worshiping. And I love worshiping Father God and Sacred Mother and all that is divine we as alchemists worship the hierarchy of light. We worship the I am in each other. Um, but there's still so much more to discover. And that's our, our goal or our hope or our wish is that you, wherever you're at, you just take it one step further. That's awesome. Yeah. So in terms of um, alchemy... Do you want to share a little bit about some of the power of alchemy? and? Yeah, uh, so alchemy in itself is to take something and to turn it into something else. We know that, ancient alchemy. <clears throat> Spiritual alchemy is to take someone and to turn them into who they truly are, who they were born to be, this concept of self-mastery. Um The study of alchemy, like many spiritual studies, is a class that involves teachings, but the piece is the sacred rituals. So you have the teachings, the knowledge, which we talked about with the New Age world, now backed up with the rituals, which is the piece that brings everything to this magical place. Right. And we don't know how that works for each individual. Right. Um, all I know is that these teachings have been held in mystery schools since the beginning of time, and I was fortunate enough to enter an international mystery school, which is where I got my alchemy. My teacher was a golden donner, so this goes back to England's mystery school. Uh, There's just so much history and a, a wealth of knowledge, but personal experience. Right. 
And that's where the magic comes in. So we've been fortunate enough to receive alchemy, but I would say many, many, many times. I mean, every time I'm in an alchemy class or bringing forth an alchemy initiation, the mysteries just unfold. Like, it never ends. Right. To think that you would understand everything ever. Impossible. Right. There's just no way. So there's the dedication. Right. There's the level of, you can, in alchemy, whether it's a form of alchemy, let's say Kabbalah, which is a mindful, metaphysical, spiritual study. Right. Okay. You can learn the same teaching over and over and over again and learn something new each time the teaching is taught or shared. Let's say shared. That makes it magical. That makes it metaphysical or what some might say occult. You just, you can't explain it. It's a science that doesn't want explanation. It's just a science that mystically and magically works. Mm -hmm. But you have to prescribe to it per se, right? Right. Well, and one of the things that I find so fascinating about the alignment of alchemy and the rituals and the process of transformation that when I go and take classes from or go to conferences of very highly successful people who are teaching success practices, Yeah, the principles are the same. They're just pulled out of the sanctity and the uh, higher, more uh, reverent mm-hmm. practice piece of it. So, but it amazes me how much what is taught about self-mastery, success in the physical world is pulled exactly from the principles of what the alchemy mag- and the magic is. Yeah, the magical teachings. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if you can, my experience is when you're utilizing these principles at their highest, most sacred level – they're that much more powerful. Yes. So just thinking of somebody who might be listening who's not an alchemist. Right. Okay. If you have your favorite spiritual book. Yeah. So let's think of a common, popular spiritual book. Well, I mean, I mentioned Course in Miracles okay. before. Okay. That's a little bit of a... <laughs> <laughs> that's not just a book. Right. That is a massive... <laughs> um, okay. So... Dion Fortune wrote Mystical Kabbalah, which is another um, book, I would say, like Course of Miracles, that you you have to be a little adept, right. a little spiritually attuned, experienced to pick up Mystical Kabbalah. Okay, so I would dare anybody to read Dion Fortune's Mystical Kabbalah. <laughs> However, the magic is you read the last chapter first, then you read the first chapter, and you complete the book. So pick any book. Chances are you don't have Mystical Kabbalah on your shelf. But whatever you have, reread it. Then add something magical, like do a little ceremony, create a ritual around it, maybe journal, do a meditation, get a healing about it. That's the alchemy, right? You might have your favorite movie that is uh, what I would call an alchemy movie. So do you have a favorite alchemy movie 
I mean, I think of RM movies with like Constantine and The Right, and though they're probably not <laughs> okay. But let's let's just use The Right because that's a true story, story. about mm-hmm. a Catholic exorcist who you know comes from my hometown, who I met. But let's say you watch the movie The Right, which could technically be classified as a scary movie. Mm-hmm. But if you watch it as an alchemist, right, and you're looking for the shadows, right, relating it to your life or your surroundings, all of a sudden there's alchemy. Right. Maybe at the end of the movie you're like, wow, I need to, I need to call an exorcist. <laughs> right. It changes it from, like you were saying, from entertainment. Yes to a tool yes and then to transformation right okay so then let's bring it to pure alchemy and i am so just share an i am who you were so for me to be like i was catholic right i was mormon but now i'm a spiritualist i'm an alchemist a kabbalist i'm a healer a ritual master i'm a Kabbalist. High priestess. I'm a powerful queen. Exorcist. So there's more, isn't there? Right. Right? So like, for example, my archetype this month, let's just throw out an I am. God's exorcist, fearlessly looking for the truth, lifting the veil of my divine human potential. Who are you this month? I am also God's exorcist looking to the power of my gifts to bring justice to my world. Amen. So this really leads us into the podcast for... For next week and our life wheel. Two weeks. Two weeks, yes. Yes, October 13th, we're going to bring in the life wheel. So this might be a perfect place to... To segue and, and wrap up. So we're talking about, you know, religion versus spirituality versus our alchemy which creates transformation and the biggest thing in transformation is to stop running the patterns that we've always run and move into who we are and to create true transformation and self-mastery. Yes. And then I'd like to end on just throwing out these concepts to you for you to ponder as we have pondered and talked about today. Spirituality versus religion, personal versus the collective, preaching versus teaching, angels versus demons, the light versus the dark, who you are versus who you are not. Perfect. So we will see you on October 13th for the Life Wheel. Until then... Thank you all so much. We love your comments. Keep sharing with us. We can't wait to hear more from you. Yes. Namaste. Namaste.